This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. The camera stopped rolling on Vanderpump Rules, and that's when it all got real. I'm Jax Taylor. And I'm Brittany Cartwright. And we are talking about everything on our podcast, When Reality Hits. Marriage and parenthood, friendships and feuds. Definitely feuds. And life before, during, and after Vanderpump Rules. So listen to and follow When Reality Hits with Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright. At Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. I cannot wait to dive into Vanderpump Rules. I think for weeks we've been hearing Andy saying, it's explosive. It's this. You know, Andy has a tendency of overselling things. And I I think we finally hit the point where it's crazy to watch. I, so I, this is like the sixth sense, the sixth sense for me right now. You know, like the first time you watched it, and if you haven't watched it, I'm going to give away a spoiler, but the movie's 25 years old, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> When you find out that Bruce Willis is one of the dead people that Haley Joe Osment's character was seeing, and you're like, oh my God, like it all makes sense. And you can never watch the movie the same ever again. Like you've seen people tweet, like, I'm jealous of those who are watching Sixth Sense for the first time. I'm jealous of anybody who doesn't really know about Scandaval and is watching Vanderpump, which I don't think there is anyone, but how great would it be if we could delete Scandaval from our brains? Like the way they're flaunting everything in front of us, the like weird, like smiling at her, the things that she's saying in confessionals when like, I mean, all of it, like her crocodile tears about, I just want everyone to like me. Uh, I mean, I've seen so many hilarious memes about Tom saying like, she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. And, you know, we all were thinking the same thing. It just, it's like wild, but I'm like, I wish I could watch it not knowing what I know, but knowing what we know. Like you cannot, you just cannot make this shit up. It is, it, it is just unreal. This whole episode, I was like, what, what? Like every scene, my jaw dropped. Yeah. And I, every week, I mean, some people are like, okay, can Scandaval be over? Can it be over? And then I'm like sucked back in because it will never be over how diabolical it all is. Well, let's start with something that isn't diabolical. And I was actually really proud of her for doing this. So Katie goes over to Schwartz house. They share custody of their dogs. She drops off the dogs. Tom Schwartz is stressing about the restaurant. And she's like, sounds awful. See you later. (laughs) I died. (laughs) I think this whole concept of them being friends, she realizes is not going to happen. I think Schwartz is still holding on to it and hopes it will. But I, I applaud her. Like she tried to set boundaries. They said they wanted to be friends. This is like the big thing that makes me so annoyed when people are like, she's trying to control him. They're divorced. 
they said they wanted to remain friends. So the only way to do that was to not date people in the friend group. He agreed to it just as much as she did. This was not a rule she was enforcing. She was off dating. It's not like she's still in love with him. And I like how too later on the episode, she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to bring around Satchel, which we'll, we'll discuss Satchel. There's, I have some, <laughs> I have some legality concerns about Satchel. I think he's actually 13. Uh, yeah. Um, Charlie. Okay. I feel like I will do, we'll do a poll, but I feel like we don't get enough Charlie. I think Charlie is an excellent cast member. We've seen her, I feel like twice, but I, I will say, at least in this scene where she's telling Rachel to her face, Hey, I don't, I didn't think what you did was cool. It was a weekend of their anniversary. They were married for 12 years. Like she gets it. And I feel like Charlie would be the first one to probably call Katie out on her BS if she felt there was BS. I, what I like about Charlie is she's one of those people that doesn't tell you what you want to hear. She tells you what you need to hear and she'll just say it to your face. Like she's not the one in a confessional talking shit. She did this with Jax, you know, a couple of seasons ago where she was like, okay, old man, like, I'm not even on, like you're tweeting at me. I'm not even on Twitter. Like I, I love her reads. I love how honest she is. I think she's one of those friends that like you, everybody needs in their lives. Cause you need someone who's going to call you out on your bullshit and tell you like, Hey, that that wasn't like a cool thing to do. You shouldn't have done it. And I'm just going to let you know that. So yeah, more Charlie, more Charlie's more Charlie's. Okay. So then we get over to we're at Tom and Ariana's house. Katie's coming over. They're celebrating something about her signing the lease. Like basically, I mean, not necessarily being debt free, but having been responsible, responsible about it financially and in that scene, you know, Katie's talking about Schwartz and Rachel, and she ends up calling her a whore. And Ariana goes, she's not a whore. You don't have to pay. And then Tom, like his face, like. He was, was very quick to say she wasn't a whore too, which I thought was interesting. It's just that this is just the beginning. We're just scratching the surface of me, like ugh, watching moments. So from there, um, from there, uh, we also find out that we find out about Joe again. Uh, we've been hearing Katie. You guys have probably heard us say stuff about this um, relationship. Essentially, Tom Schwartz is in a relationship with this Joe chick, but is like underplaying it for his image or th- whatever. I don't know if Joe doesn't want to be involved, but she sounds diabolical. I think the main takeaway is that if Kristen Doty is the least crazy person in the room and this Joe person makes Kristen look crazy. Yes. Like it is wild. I actually believe it or not. I started watching it with, um, Jax and Brittany, this episode, um, watching the episode with their, uh, takes they're like, yeah. Watch with episode yeah, on Peacock. With, yeah. And he a hundred percent co-signed that Joe is crazy. And that it shit. seems like everyone called her Kristen's crazy friend. And so like, I, why then Schwartz thought like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to like, let her live with me and try to date her. And then I think Sandoval tried to bring her like, you want to like off on Joe for living with um, Schwartz. And even Ariana was quick to jump in and be like, yeah, because they were being weird about it and didn't tell anybody. And she was even like, you know, Joe is Dowdy's crazy friend. Like it just, I think it's funny that everyone is like agreeing on this. Um, but yeah, like she finally coming in. Did you see the clip too, where he says, bye, Joe, I love you. Yeah, she's like, that was weird. Too. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Platonic friendship. There's no platonic friendship. It's a one bedroom apartment. I'm pretty sure they're sleeping in the same yeah. bed. They're together. So Schwartz just let's call it what it is. You guys are together. Um, 
I think the moment that really got me like started to get activated is at Sir. Uh, Tom, the Toms are at Sir. They're meeting Lisa. Rachel is working. She comes over, asks for their drink orders. Tom Sandoval's like kind of looking at her and is like, I can't hear you. Come and join us. Come and join yeah, come us. Sit come by closer. Me. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about Mexico and the eye contact. Like, I'm actually, I don't know what's more disturbing. The fact that Rachel kind of held it together and did it like give it a, much away or Sandoval's like how big he was smiling. And he, I mean, they're like throwing it. this affair in front of us. Like I, to me, this is like narcissism at its best because he believes he will not get caught. It like, it just, it's wild to me the way he's behaving and acting even like, yeah, his shit grin from ear to ear when she sat down next to him. Even Lisa was kind of like, what is going on with you? Like, like, why are you smiling so big? Yeah. It was very, very bizarre. It was weird. It was the beginning of it all. Yeah. And so then why, but like, I also thought it was weird. Like if you do have feelings for this person and it was just sparks and magnetic and you can't be away from one another, why would you tell her that someone else called her a whore? Like that obviously is not going to be Oh, great. Like, she's not gonna be excited about that. That was very weird. Unless his plan was just to like further push the attention on Katie, Tom, Rachel as a Tom Schwartz as like a love triangle. I don't know. I just thought that was a very weird move. That was a hundred percent. And he couldn't make eye contact with her when he was talking about it because they clearly, in my opinion, near they're going to be filming at stir that day and probably had a conversation. He's like, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to let you know that Katie said this. Because yeah. I'm, I don't think he can keep, he couldn't really keep it together. His, I mean, his face, like, I'm sure it gets more diabolical as we continue to watch. Um, but that also like made me want to scream. Also, what made me want to scream was Rachel's confessional of her crying about being called a whore. All while, guys, you have to remember, they film, film these confessionals after they're done filming the show. So at this point, she is in an affair with. Tom Sandoval. This was after they were done filming the first time, not when they just oh, people like not yes. so so the the scandal had not come out, but they were full on having an affair just for timing purposes. Yeah, but yeah, that's what like she's crying saying, "I just want people to get to. I just like really want people to like me, and I try so hard, and I want to be a good friend, and I'm a good person." I'm like, "You're a horrible person. You are awful, and you're sitting here crying trying to get sympathy." It's this whole episode, like, I mean, then we go to like Lala's birthday. And before we get into Satchel, Rachel shows up to talk to Lala to apologize. But the fact when Lala said, and this was Andy brought this up on Watch What Happens Live. Lala's like, I just want you to know you're not a mistress. Don't let anybody call you that, which I mean, obviously now she regrets that she met in the Oliver situation, meaning that like a man pretending as if he is completely done with his wife. And then even as I do want to applaud Rachel for not just believing his bullshit during that dinner and saying like, well, when I talked to your wife, she said, you guys were definitely together. He's like, no, I've, I've been living on my own for eight months. And she's like, have you hooked up? Like, you know, he's kind of like, well, you know, things have happened like very much. It painted this picture. And I'd be very curious to see what Garcelle has to say about all this, that he might've been sit like living in this apartment occasionally, but would come back to his wife. So like obviously mixed feelings, messages for her, mixed feelings for her. I do applaud Rachel for that, which is so crazy. Then that Lala is like, don't let anyone make you feel like you're the mistress. You're not the mistress when she is. When she was in fact the mistress, like mind blown. Like it feels like an out of body experience to some extent, like rewatching this. Um, should we talk about satchel? <laughs> okay. So, um, 
any of you sleuths out there, if you can produce um, a birth certificate, I do believe Satchel was born. I'm going to say maybe 2010, 2000, like he literally looks like a 14 year old man, like boy. Um, the fact that they're like, oh, this isn't a stage name. That's hot. No, no. Like the name Satchel to me is not like a hot name. Like, I think the name I used to always say, like, you were really badass. Like if your like birth name was stone, like I think about like stone Phillips, like I feel like, like you've got to be really tough and like hot to pull off stone and actually make it work. If it's your birth name satchel, I don't like, I wouldn't, I don't think of that as like, Oh wow. That's that is hot. I mean, I think that's like California. I think that's the, the life. Is, like, I don't know. I would imagine there's a lot of weird names in California. I I don't know. But then again, like the South has like the K, I don't know. The L E I G H S. Yeah. 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 I mean, so it's like a whole other end of the spectrum there, but satchel, I am with you. And I mean, when someone can only compliment your eyebrows, I feel like you're better left not saying anything. Yeah. If someone's like, you have beautiful eyebrows. I'd be like, oh, anything else? Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I immediately thought of Brandy Glanville and the eyebrows. Um, oh, she's like, I knew could- she was a lesbian. By the yeah. That's so good. Such a good That's line. what I immediately thought of. Can we also talk about, and Lucy on the ground tweeting this, like uh, it like killed me. Allie is the whistleblower. The oh my gosh. How could one, I forget? Like, She's like, I saw Tom and Rachel Raquel, but we're just going to call her Rachel guys. I saw Tom and Rachel dancing at the Abbey. Like she was the first one. Like I, I just can't, I, I, I can't, I just can't. I got chills just reliving that moment. The fact that she saw it and she's like, that wouldn't fly with me. Like I would definitely have a problem with it. And this is just how incestuous this group is. And we'll discuss more of Sheena's Watch What Happens Live, but I will at least comment on this part. Um, We'll discuss it more on our Patreon. But she did at least say, like, she heard about it and didn't think much of it. And Katie even says something. um, Yeah, she confronts Tom. Like, are you having fun? Yeah. Are you having fun at the Abbey with Raquel? And yeah. And he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, it is wild um, just kind of seeing all these little comments and I'm curious as the show goes on and when we finally get to this reunion, like what they're going to say about that moment. And I would like to know what Ariana thought about that moment. Clearly she knew he was at the Abbey. Like, I I don't know that it clearly wasn't a secret if they're filming on air and talking about that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just one of those things too, that maybe it was like a night she didn't feel like going out and he was already out and Rachel texts and is like, oh, what are you guys doing? I'm out. And like, you know, maybe Ariana was like, oh, I'm already at home. And Tom's like, I'm at the Abbey. Come join me type of thing. Like, you know, where she wouldn't think much of it, but it's just crazy. And then as if we can't have more like mind blowing moments, Ariana and Tom are talking about what he needs to do, what he needs to abstain from for them to fertilize embryos. Now on his Howie Mandel interview, he claims that they had already broken up at this point. And from what I'm seeing, I do not get any broken up vibes. I think at this, cause he said they broke up on Valentine's day. So assuming this is the fall, I think he attempted to try to break. Or up maybe he, yeah, he was saying like they were having issues and he's they're, like, I'm not fertilizing embryos. Like, yes, yeah. he was saying like, he was trying to break up with her. And this is like when they started to go to therapy. However, which way you look at it is beyond fucked up to even have that type of discussion while you're sleeping with someone else. I'm convinced though, that Ariana, now that the weight's been lifted off her shoulder, that she will 
have a child. Like it would not shock me. Actually, it wouldn't shock me if either one of them and like have a kid in three years. I agree. I like in three years. Yeah. I don't think like, I don't think Ariana's pregnant by like end of the summer or anything like that. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them. And I think I, not so much for Tom, um, but for her, I hope if that's what she wants, uh, then I hope that happens for her. I hope she has the life she wants. And I think right now too, she is thriving and I love to see it. Me too. Um, we can't go this episode without talking about Garcelle and LVP's moment where they threw shade at Rena, talking about how amazing LVP's rosé is, and it's the best rosé of all best. the rosés. I well, for starters, guys, this rosé is not the best. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. It's not. But um, it's funny how Scandal took away from that moment because pre-Scandal, I think we all would be like. So memeing much that. more. Oh, yes. yeah. Memeing that all over the place. And we don't care. I also think with Rena no longer being a housewife, we don't maybe care quite as much too, which they didn't know that at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scandal's just taken over and still a lot to come. I just like, oh, it's like Michael Rappaport said it perfectly. It's like we're skiing down this hill and there's like poles and bumps and stuff along the way, but we just want to get to the bottom of the hill. Like, and I know we got to go along for the ride because each episode I'm like, oh, well, I couldn't imagine not knowing that, not seeing that. But like, I just want to get to the reunion. Oh my God. It's going to get more diabolical. I cannot wait until like, I think I said this last week when they say three months later, yeah. Scandal breaks, they give us the headlines of everything happening. And then they're filming again. Then the stuff that they recently filmed, like that's what I'm like itching to get to is that part of it. Seeing the confrontation, seeing, I hope you die. Like all of that moment, like I am, so ready for it. We still don't know the schedule, so we'll keep you all posted. But God, what a good week. What a good episode of Vanderbilt. It's weird. And then I always feel so weird when someone's life is falling apart. And I'm like, what a great oh, episode. What a great I'm like, week. this is the best thing that's happened to me. I'm like, oh, well, maybe the worst thing for some people, but it's really just, you know, we're all captivated by this. Oh, it feels like wrong to then go into Jersey. Bugger wolf. Uh, <laughs> Like if we have to pulling out the dictionary, like this is not a good, I like seriously, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, can we just end this season already? It kind of feels like there was a couple years ago, you guys all really wanted us, not all, but like there was a big handful of you that wanted us to do the bachelor as well. And so we agreed to watch one season of the bachelor and we've never done it again. Bachelor people, please don't come at us. I just think you can only have so much trash TV in your life. Come at me. Yeah. I, but this is how I feel about New Jersey. I'm like, if it wasn't for the fact that we agree to recap this show, I would not be watching it. Yeah. I will say the highlights of this episode, and it's something we talked about this, I think with Beverly Hills last season, but watching the women have fun. is fun. The bachelor party was fun. Throwing the drink on Teresa, Jackie chugging that Guinness. Girl. I mean, could you, I can't, I immediately got like flashbacks, not the same, but you and Kyle having the mug. I thought, I know, I was like, we're not in Germany, but like the beer steins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately like started thinking about it. So for context, you guys, um, there's this, there's this bar in Columbia. Gunter Hans. (laughs) Gunter Hans, shout out Gunter Hans. And Abby had this competition of holding these beer steins are full to the top. I mean, it's like 32 ounces of beer, probably Um, holding two of them. And you basically have to hold your arm straight. And And I was doing doing this with my husband and he was trying to cheat. But 
Abby well, and it. then everyone kept like, cause like, oh, that's so fun. And then everyone kept challenging me. And then your husband's like, all right, let's do one for like the grand champion. I'm like, I've done nine rounds of these. I'm not joking. I woke up the next day and my arms were very sore. Um, I'm going to yeah, share I, a throwback video of it. You have it. You, yeah, I have one. So oh I will God, share I seen it so long. Yes. I will share it with you guys. Cause it's impressive. And so it kind of gave me that similar energy. Yeah. I don't know if what I would have dumped like the foam on my face the way she, I mean, yeah. she was like done. And then was like, uh, I was like, Oh, this is a little too much. No, I'm with you on that. Um, I also think, you know, one of the big takeaways I have from these women and one major note is learn how to throw shade. If you're going to throw shade, um, do it well, that's with, I mean, Marge, this goes to you, the endorsed shirt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply didn't do anything to me. Like that fell flat. Like, cool. You have a shirt that says endorsed, like yeah. whatever. It would have been funnier if she gave wolf. it. I think it'd been funnier if she would have got one to give to Jennifer and not worn it herself. That would have been, but still I would have been like, it's stupid. Okay, yeah. Bugle wolf. I mean, um, Rachel Fudo was like, okay, like, you know, when you're giving an insult and you want it, you want it to sting, this didn't sting. Like people are having to look it up. They're like, is this even a word? What does it mean? And then Melissa's reading the definition. It was, it was, it was bad. It was it not was bad. Good. Another insult that I can't get behind. I'm sorry, New Jersey. Sorry, Staten Island. You're going to come at us for this, but rat, like I would yeah. find being called, see you next Tuesday, um, more offensive than being called a rat. I think this might be some of like the, like, I'm sure I'm going to piss somebody off by saying this, the moth, like mafia culture. And I, there's been a, you know, strong mafia presence in the New Jersey area. There's one in St. Louis too, guys. I'm not saying like, we're not, you know, guilty of that as well. Um, but I'm wondering if maybe it's like more of that, like being like a rat, like betraying that trustworthy. Like a yeah. I, get snitch. I don't know. I just don't like the, the whole rat, like what are you eating? You're eating rat. She goes like his rat. rat blood. Yeah. <laughs> and Danielle's face like, what? Did you say rat? You say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I can't get behind this. Um, and I feel like that's really all I have to say about New Jersey. Um, reunion is, I want to ask you a question though. What are your thoughts on Teresa bringing up? Oh yeah. Tonya's okay. name. Okay. That's my only this thing. Is, this is my take on it. I, I think Teresa historically has horrible delivery. I actually do feel like her intent on that was actually not as malicious as Melissa made it out to be. I think she was just simply saying it's sad that she wasn't at her sweet 16. She could have gone without saying Antonia's name, but I don't think she was going to say that Antonia is a bad person or anything like that. But I mean, this is where the reunion, like I'm already like scratching my eyeballs it's going to be like, well, I mean, you said that about Atonia. You, we were not going to talk. We about don't bring kids, up the you, kids. Yeah. You talked I about know. G on the podcast. It's like, literally, you yeah. guys are so hypocritical at this point. Like, let it go. And it is sad. It's sad. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, I have the same thought. I, I don't think she said it in like a terrible way. But, you know, I think Teresa never plays by her own rules. She talks about we don't bring up the kids. And then she brings them up. So I, I can see where Melissa was like annoyed by it. 
Um, I also don't know, like, I get that, like, okay, she had something going on, but Melissa's like, she was in Pennsylvania. I'm like, well, was she in Philadelphia? Because Philadelphia to New Jersey is like an hour train ride. Like that's not like there are, I, my dad lived in Philly in a suburb of Philly for several years. And like, depending on where you live in Jersey, I know it's not where these women are necessarily. You fly into Philadelphia and like, just commute to Jersey. Like it's, it's not that far away. So I was no. just laughing. She's like, she was in Pennsylvania. I'm like, well, okay, where? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that far. Okay. Actually, I have one more thing. I take that back. And for Ooh. real last thing about Jersey, we, we're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And here we are still talking about it. Is infidelity a deal breaker for you? If Kevin cheated on you with me, would that be a deal breaker? I mean, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> That'd be a deal breaker for both of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, then we would start calling you Rachel. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on context. Um, if I didn't have kids, yes, definitely a deal breaker. Uh, kids changes things right or wrong. Um, I would depend, it would definitely depend on the context. Is it like super drunk one night stand even like this? Yeah. I don't know. A makeout, maybe sleeping with someone else. I would just have a, that might be a deal breaker for me. I think. I think just knowing my childhood had a lot of infidelity. I think it would be a deal breaker for me just based on how I grew up. But I think you have a point like children, you know, can change your perspective. But like, yeah, I guess it just would really depend, but even like a one night stand, I don't know. I think there's something about sleeping with someone that would like, I could see like getting drunk, making out or like heavily flirtatious. And I do kind of like put that in a gray area, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have a hard time with it. Um, and if it was do a poll, yeah, for you guys, I want to know what the people think. I want to do a poll. I'm just curious in your thoughts. Okay, yeah. you All guys, right. we are going to take a little ad break here. Um, and this week, we're going to be talking about story worth. I want to make Mother's Day extra, extra special for my mom, Abuela, this year. That's why I'm giving her a unique, heartfelt gift that will truly make her feel special and loved. The gift of story worth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of options. These are questions you may never have had the chance to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? I've also added questions like, what's your favorite food or what's your favorite childhood memory? Things like that. After one year, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I think this would mean so much. My girls love their abuela. And for them to have that and continue her legacy, um, it just means the world to me. The book is going to be amazing, but the journey there will also be a gift itself. I look forward to reading the weekly stories of my mom, Ludi, and see what she shares over the course of the next year. Um, I, you know, honestly, I want to hear her stories even about like my wedding and her experiences of motherhood, I think is something I'm very interested in. So give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you will cherish for years. Story worth right now for a limited time you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash. Real moms 
to save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash real moms to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash real moms. All right. Summer house. Um, everybody be getting some at Kyle's party, like the morning after. We had a lot of makeouts, a lot of hooking up. It was a fun, it was a fun little hoe down for everybody. <laughs> All the hoes were came it came out. You know what? That's something I never thought I'd say. And a lot of you love to hate Corey, but I kind of ship Corey and Sam. Like I'm into it. We'll talk about it more. You guys know what I'm gonna say on our Patreon. Um, but her watch what happens live. I kind of I think they're a good match. They they're equal energy. Um, he lets her freak freak flag fly and he loves it. Like she kind of said, she typically like, there's like things about her that are big and bold and she feels like she has to make them small. And he like wants it to be just as big and wild as crazy. And if you go on his Instagram, like the things he's posting, like her, like basically cleavage boobs. And I mean, they're both just out there letting it happen. And I think they embrace each other for their weirdness, which is kind of endearing. I, you know what? That's actually really sweet. I think they're allowed to be their authentic selves. And when someone lets you be yourself without feeling any sort of shame for your kinks, um, I think that's amazing. So I, I was into it. I also, something I really liked about this episode is that we were in New York. So for the housewarming party, we see Lindsay and Carlito's $13,000 a month apartment. That's like six of my houses. (laughs) Yeah. And it's gorgeous. It is. It's just like for those of us, like in the Midwest, like real estate is much cheaper. (laughs) Yeah. What part of New York do you think they live in? I would have to think Manhattan, right? I think Manhattan, like lower Manhattan. I see them in like, I mean, they're not Upper East Side or anything. Yeah. I see them like Soho, Chelsea area. Um, I mean, they're definitely not in Brooklyn. Um, And they're not in what's the, Oh, what's it called? Um, it's like, I don't know. There's like a fun little phrase, like something. It's like an acronym, but if you say it like a word, I'm messing it up, but it's like a neighborhood, like under some, the bridge or something. Uh, Dumbo. Dumbo is what they call it. District under Brooklyn bridge. Yeah. Well, anyway, that doesn't make sense. Anyways, because anyway, that's, but anyway, that's, that's where I think they are. Um, I will say too the start of the party, um, was the most like real and vulnerable vulnerable side of Lindsay and Carl that we have seen so far this season. They showed real emotion. It wasn't just, babe, I love you. Do you love me a hundred times or a million times? Like they, you know, they get kind of like annoying. Um, and I will say I was one of the most excited people when they announced that they were a couple, but, um, I liked the vulnerability. I liked that they were just real and honest and that like, this is a really weird day. It's Lindsay's birthday, but it's also the anniversary of his brother's death and like what all that means. And I don't know, it just, it was like touching to see a real side of their relationship. Yeah. And I think it was sweet for Carl to kind of acknowledge like how grateful he is to see where he's at. Like two years ago, his brother has passed. And now he's at that moment thinking about proposing. And I just, I don't know. I, I thought it was a very sweet moment. I also love, so as the party begins, um, this is like kind of breaks my heart because we're going to get into the Danielle and Lindsay of it all, but she brings a couple of housewarming gifts. I'm not going to lie. I don't really get the sheep. I think if I received a sheep, I would be like, cool. Well, but it was like four Wesley uh, stripes. I know, but they don't have. even go together. I don't know. A sheep. Yeah. She should have done 
a giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. Like more you. like zoo, like, you know, safari theme. I mean, but- I don't know. Maybe I have to DM her and ask like, what's the meaning behind the sheep? Because I didn't get it, but it was sweet. <laughs> she had some sweet, um, sweet intense there, but I also loved Paige and Sierra, like walking in. Cause you know, those two who are not friends with Lindsay, they're being like that nosy person. We've all had this moment. We've all been at someone's house. You're not super fond of, and your eyes, you're looking for things. You're just kind of being, Oh, fond of, I could gossipy. be fond of you. And I still want to like search your home. I mean, it's kind of like what we all do when someone's like, especially as your kids get into like the party birthday party phase, if it's, or like a play date at someone's house and they're like, Oh, great. We live at one, two, three, you know, Willow way. And you look up their house on Zillow. Oh like, yeah. We all do it. It's like, I it's, look up everyone's house on Zillow. It's the best. Um, so to be actually be inside of it. Oh, I mean, it's even yeah. better. It's even better. So we get into the meat of this fight. Um, Lindsay and Danielle are sitting outside. I will say in watching this argument, so it started out good. They're like, I'm glad we talked. I'm glad we got through this, but then it started, you know, Lindsay starts going at like, I, are you happy in my, with my relationship? Um, why are you questioning that we're rushing things? I do think Lindsay has a point because Danielle, if she did move in with Robert after two months, I think there is a difference in a relationship that's been together for seven years and they've been dating for eight months. I think that feels like a natural progression, especially when you're in your thirties. However, I think what Danielle was actually probably trying to say is I've seen you in relationships. I've seen you with your timeline and this is moving even faster than some of your other timelines. So I'm just looking out for you. Like, I think that was what her intent is. I don't think she's against Carl and Lindsay, but it didn't come across that way. It wasn't communicated that way. I, yeah, I feel the same way. I felt like, I also felt like it was like Lindsay wasn't going to allow Danielle to have anything but like 100% positivity. And like, as a friend, you're allowed to say like, even the fact that she said it's weird for her. And she said it to Carl and Lindsay. And they're both like, I mean, when she said that we just knew she wasn't supportive. It's gotta be a little weird when you have a trio of friends. And then all of a sudden, not only are they dating, but they're like obsessed with one another and it's constant and it's everywhere. And you're not hanging out with that friend anymore. And the only time you see them is when they're together. It's like that changes the dynamic and that's allowed to be weird and to kind of be like, oh, I sort of like wish we could hang out just us again. I don't know. I felt like Lindsay really just wants like blind loyalty. Um, I do think there's a little bit of small projection going on with like, I, you know, I think Danielle moved in maybe kind of like quickly with Rob. She thought that was going to work out. It's not. So maybe it's also trying to protect and shield Lindsay from the same pain. I agree with you. Like she's allowed to say like, you get so focused on these timelines and you wanted to be married by this age and babies by this age and second baby by this age. And it's like, I just want you to like, you're so in love and happy live in that moment and let that moment be. Uh, But yeah, I think her delivery wasn't the best. But then when the fact when like Lindsay was basically like, I think we need to take a pause. I was like, like, this is, it is like, I got chills. And I think their friendship kind of breakup that we're watching. I feel so real. I've had several I don't know. I shouldn't say several, but I've had a few friendship breakups in my life and it sucks. It sucks. Thankfully, I wasn't on a reality TV show where you had to like rehash every moment and have confessionals and have people in your ear, but it sucks when it happens. And when two people aren't on the same page or have the same goals, it, it just kind of, it just makes me sad. I will also admit at the same token, 
I'm getting to a place of like bad weather where I'm like, what are we even fighting about? Like, it's so deep where you're like, wait, what, what are we fighting about? What was the source? Yeah. And it's still going. I'm well, I know we'll talk about the watch what happens live on Patreon, but there were some things where I was like, Ooh, I, it was a little, a little bizarre. Um, the other thing that I thought was kind of weird, you guys, like we love Lindsay and Carl. So it's like this for us to be saying some of these things when she said, hi, mom to Carl's mom. I'm also not like, I'm very much like against the calling my in-laws mom and dad. I'm like, I have a mom. I had a dad. Like you didn't raise me. I'm, I can love you, but I'm not going to love you the same way. I love the people who raised me. Um, just like, I wouldn't expect my husband to be like, I love your mom just as much as I love mine. Like, no, your mom sacrificed a lot for you. You should probably love her more than the person you've known for the last 12 years. Um, I think cause she has no relationship with her mom. Yeah. But she's still. like a strange, no, I'm with you. I, I think it's, that's probably it. I'm with you. I think I've had a conversation with you about this specific situation. I'm not into it. I, it makes me feel weird. I know people who do it, but I'm just, it's not for me. I'm like, you're not my mom. You're not my dad. Like, I'm going to call you by your first name. And I would expect my children when they get married that they're, um, yeah. whoever they marry calls me by my first name. And I think if they called me mom, it would weird me out. Like, I think I would be like, I'm not your mom. So can we like take it back a step? Um, but something else that was bizarre. So Lindsay has, is having fun. They split the night. So we have a pizza party making night, which is like low key with bad wine. And then they're going out for kind of celebrating Lindsay's birthday and Corey, in true Corey fashions, like, I want to see you make out with every girl tonight. And she grabs Sierra's face and makes out with her. And Sierra's like pushing back. It was, yeah. Sierra was like, I and did tongue. not. Yeah. Sierra's like, I did not sign up for this. Um, I thought it was a little weird that Carl's like, I wanted to make pizzas for Lindsay's birthday. And then she picked going out with the other group. I almost felt like too, was this like intentional to be like, see, I can be fun, but I'm going to make sure I'm not with Carl when I'm like this. And again, maybe it's like her doing shots, like, and stuff like that could be triggering for him, which I understand, but I don't know. It was a little bizarre to me that she's like going this, like I'm making out with girls. I'm doing sake bombs. It's like, I don't like, I'm like, I, it feels like it was maybe a little bit performative. Like, see, it looks like a bit much. I don't yeah. know. It's like, see you guys, I have fun. Like, see, yeah. it's just like, wait, what is happening? It was a bit much. It was a bit much, but um, that's our weekend Bravo. So let's get to the part of the show where we are unrehearsed and spontaneous. You go first, your shout out. My shout out is going to be um, to all the spouses of accountants. We have gotten through accounting season. It is over. Um, I posted about that. Although there are some of us, it's always bittersweet. It's kind of nice. Like having your evenings to yourself. It's not always nice doing bedtime by yourself. Um, but uh, so shout out to all of us who are, um, you know, our phase of being solo parents is over. The season is over. Mm. I'm going to give my shout out. Okay. I- I'm going to celebrate moms before Mother's Day because we should be celebrated all the time. I am having a tough time raising a psychotic little toddler. I say that with love and parenting is hard. It's so hard. So if you're a parent and listening, I just want you to know we're in it together. Solidarity. It is truly the hardest thing I've ever done. I feel like I've never been tested before. 
and I can only wait for the teenage years. So this is just the beginning. So I just want to give um, us a shout out as parents. So another way, you guys, if you want to support us, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating or written review. We're getting so close to 700. Let's get there. And um, if you want to support us monetarily, you know what we're going to say, Patreon. So we're going to discuss Watch What Happens Live, Scandival, Ultimate Girls Trip, all those other topics that you're like, hmm, I wonder what Abby and Vanessa think. Go to Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash real moms. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.